As we head into the new year, I'm starting things off with a topic of great interest to me, erotic hypnosis. And not just the fun, light stuff that makes you horny, I'm talking about genuine mindfuckery. Get ready for an exploration of psychological domination, topomancy, and an army of bimbos. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. And you're listening to Obedient Love. I opened my phone to a long text message from Sylvie the other day. They were very excited about a set of erotic feminization audio files they found called Bambi Sleep. And this conversation led me down a very interesting path. Dare I say a rabbit hole? Okay, yes, a rabbit hole. Into the subculture of what are referred to as topomancers, something I had begun exploring a few years ago as part of my other psychology-related interests and a concept which I will explain in just a moment. Looping back around, it also led me into an online cult called CORE, C-O-R-E. And though all of this features erotic hypnosis, arousal training, feminization, and obedience training, this stuff goes way beyond fetish and kink. But then, If you've been listening to my podcasts, you'll know that my interests usually do. First, there are a lot of erotic hypnosis files on the internet. Most seem pretty gimmicky. And for the avid hypnofetishist, it can be hard to find something really, really good. But Bambi Sleep has quite the following. There is an active Discord server and a whole army of Bambis out there who sometimes struggle to undo the programming they willingly submitted themselves to through the use of an AI voice and an apparently effective series of hypnotic suggestions. Some go as far as to call the series dangerous. So what are the Bambi sleep files? They begin with some binaural beats, then a relaxing induction narrated by an AI text-to-voice. The files are said to install a bimbo personality called Bambi into your mind. And you are given some triggers to receive pleasurable, ecstatic feelings on cue. Progressively, Bambi develops within the listener, and eventually, through the repetition of the hypnosis files, She begins to take over, and the listener begins endlessly craving bimbofication. Dressing slutty and emulating slutty bimbos becomes a compulsion. Bambi becomes so real for some that they can't remove her from their minds. And in later audio files, there are reinforcement commands that make the struggle to avoid Bambi cause you to slip deeper into letting Bambi take over your thoughts and your actions. Masturbating is also a reinforcement. 
The use of arousal in the programming is effective at creating a spike in dopamine, making the subject easier to influence, and making the whole process rather addictive. So what is Bambi exactly? Sylvie likened her to a tulpa, that's T-U-L-P-A. Tulpa is a concept borrowed from Tibetan Buddhism, and it was brought into the West by the Theosophical Society about a hundred years ago. The society, founded in about 1875, is basically a group interested in exploring philosophy, spirituality, and occult from all around the world. Regardless of the origin, the gist is this. People can create thought forms. That means literally creating forms as real to you as the fingers on your own hand, simply by imagining them vividly enough and doing so repetitively for long enough. By extension, you can create multiple, fully realized personalities, separate from your original personality, that will live inside your head. And eventually, they'll take on sentience and have an effect on your thoughts and your actions. In short, you can basically install a Bambi or any other personality into your consciousness and they can and will begin to develop and take on a life of their own. They become independent, sentient entities sharing your body. You can have conversations with them and if it goes far enough, they can take over your actions. For those deeply into DS and psychological domination, you can just imagine the possibilities. The human brain is a marvelous playground. And before you write this off, there's some evidence in the study of trauma and dissociative disorders that the brain likely has a natural mechanism by which it can create whole new personalities who can coexist in one body, either as a defense or as a tool for learning. This is not supernatural, but a built-in function of how the mind can, and sometimes does, work. There are whole therapies built around this idea, including the legitimate and very useful practice called internal family systems in which people with stable singular identities use methods, much like those used in treating dissociative disorders, to solve conflicts within their own minds. That is, to get all parts of themselves working harmoniously together. All this may seem a little far-fetched, especially as it bleeds over into hypnosis. But as I said, Bambis are a very committed group, and reinforce programming for each other to deepen their individual experiences of being taken over by her. They help keep versions or clones of Bambi alive within themselves and each other. Think of it like this. Bambi has basically become an organic intelligence that uses a group of people's minds as a kind of neural network. A supercomputer made of human brains, if you will. Which now brings us deeper down the rabbit hole to something called core. If you peruse the online discussions of Bambi sleep, before long, you'll come across this phrase. All is core. Core is all. 
An hour-long Google Trail later, I found the explicitly outlined philosophy of something called CORE, which is essentially the blueprint for hypnotic programs like Bambi. The CORE program, as it's called, could be used in a number of ways, and it's intended to be versatile. The language built into the CORE philosophy is fascinatingly close to things I talk about when I talk about establishing gynarchies. First, all participants must be willing and enthusiastic. Their consent is vital. Beyond that, the end goal seems to be to create peaceful, sustainable societies or hives. Treating a network of brains like one supercomputer, groupthink is established. Intentional cults are created. Intentionality and consent is the cult flavor of the 21st century, a vast improvement on cults of yore. Now, I'm sure you can understand the pitfalls here, and already there seems to be someone using CORE to create an army of bimbos of any gender, but mostly cis women, who dress as rubber fuck dolls and serve the sexual fantasies of men. Because, of course, it always has to be about the cock and the objectification of women, doesn't it? Every powerful idea can be used in the service of the patriarchy to disempower women in whole new ways. And even the Bambis, who are mostly male-identified cross-dressers and gender-questioning people, are taught that their main purpose is to suck cock, making it clear that this was all established in service to the almighty penis once again. I guess for some, fellatio is the end-all and be-all of all spiritual pursuits. <laughs> but what if it wasn't? CORE in itself says it's a, quote, design proposal for a new type of society based on cybernetic principles. It is modeled on the format of a convolutional neural network and takes a connectionist approach to the structural ordering of life and living, end quote. And when I scroll through the blog, I find my beloved image of the goddess Kali standing atop Shiva once again. There she is, the dark goddess. This is no coincidence. This is a contemporary version of a very, very old philosophy. And it is no coincidence that audio is the main method of induction. Remember, not a Brahma. The world is sound. Everything is sound. And what better way to install an alternate personality into someone than through the use of audio? But this blueprint doesn't need to be used for the stupidly simplistic pursuit of fellatio. That's dumbing its potential down to the extreme, as is typical of the toxically masculine psyche. Well, let's bring it back around to the study of tulpas. In an article in Psychology Today, anthropologist and cognitive scientist Samuel Vessirier says, quote, There is nothing inherently strange about the practice. I expand on its positive and therapeutic aspects and argue that studying topomancy, which is the act of creating topas, can help us move beyond simplistic understandings of mental illness. I also present this new phenomenon 
as a fascinating example to understand the influence of culture on inner experiences. In doing so, I invite readers to consider the limitations that contemporary culture places on imagination, our senses, and what we accept as real, normal, and desirable. I love that. (laughs) He goes on to say that this intentional creation of alternate personalities within oneself, as with tulpas, can have huge therapeutic benefits. Not the least of which is the exercise of empathy, having to fully understand the emotional makeup of a whole different person in your head, which could be seen as an extension of what we do when we do something like read a book or watch a movie. It's a great empathetic exercise. And when we exercise empathy, it grows stronger. And when more of us are able to understand the perspectives and feelings of others, it is automatically creating a much better society. So all of this stuff may seem a little bit like sci-fi or it may seem a bit hokey to you. And some of it is, especially when the end goal is nothing more than ejaculation or some pervy master who just wants his dick sucked as often as possible. But... The potential of using erotic hypnosis to create tulpas and to delve deeper into the psyche of the submissive is endlessly expansive. It can work to make you more empathetic and service-oriented in general, more devoted to your dom in a DS relationship, and even further, it can create a whole new dom of your own within your own mind. It could be used to install your ideal submissive personality, something like a Bambi, into your head that can take over your thoughts and actions. So recently I developed my own version of all this, and I like to call it succubus tech. And in coming months, I'll be introducing the methods and the philosophy behind it, as I test it out on my willing subjects. Succubus Tech implants tulpas via two methods. One is called breeding, and the other is called cloning. Both used in tandem enhance the submissive's life, and it may even be a satisfying solution for submissives who are longing for a dominant to serve but can't find one by the usual means. I'll be teaching classes on succubus tech to women only in hopes of introducing it as an ethical and powerful tool for femdoms. And I'll provide some raw files women can use with their own submissives. Now, please don't take this as my endorsement of core or Bambi sleep or any other specific hypno kink. I just think that developing new ways to play with the willing and enthusiastic submissive through doorways of the mind and not just the body is fun and fulfilling and could have a lot of positive potential. And if at any time you find yourself experimenting with these ideas and want to withdraw your consent, please stop what you're doing and distract yourself with other positive pursuits until the urge to continue with it fades. Now, there are risks, and you know, if you know me, that I am into rack, risk-aware, consensual kink. And 
all of these things should be considered edge play. You could end up with a permanent friend in your head that just won't go away, or depending upon the malleability of your own personality, it could cause dissociation, depersonalization, and derealization to the point where you can't function very well. So be very careful in your explorations. It is much better to do this with the supervision and guidance of someone whom you know and you can trust. Remember my mantra about consenting with open eyes and an open heart. Know what you are getting into and only do it if it feels right to you. All right, so stay tuned for more on my succubus tech as well as other types of psychological edge play in coming episodes. <laughs>